You're listening to the Adventures of a Birth Photographer podcast. I'm your host, Joe Robertson, photographer at Lillian Cray's Birth Photography. In each episode, I'll be deep diving into all things birth and birth photography. If you're obsessed with these topics like me, you're in the right place. I'll be having real conversations, sharing honest thoughts, and there'll be a whole lot in between, so stick around. I'm excited you're here, and I can't wait to see where this adventure takes us. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Adventures of a Birth Photographer podcast. It's been a long time, I know. I didn't anticipate there being such a gap between the trailer and this first episode. The truth is I was a little burned out towards the end of last year and Covid did make its way into our family. I'm pleased to say that everyone is well, but it was a scary time for us. Anyway, that's about the only time in this entire episode that I'm going to mention the C word. So I do have to admit that I did record two episodes back in October, but the perfectionist in me had its wicked way and I deleted them. So my motto for this year is to ship things even when they're not perfect, to just keep making and putting it out there. So in today's episode, I'm going to be touching on how viewing images of birth can actually help you plan for birth. I'm also going to be recommending that you encourage your partner to take a look at birth images with you too. Now this is a topic that's very close to my heart and I've discussed it often, but there could be a good chance that this is the first time you're hearing about it. So I'm going to take that chance, possibly repeat myself because I think it's important. So first of all, I want to take you back in time to 16 years ago when I had my firstborn, Oscar. I had him in hospital and at the time, nobody, not one single person, mentioned the words home birth to me. So it wasn't anything I even considered. I was just asked, what hospital will I be having my baby at? And that was literally the extent of the birth plans that I made where I was going to have my baby. There was nothing much beyond that. There was packing a birth bag, which really just, you know, consisted of a load of wipes, nappies and maybe a nighty for myself. So 16 years ago, we didn't have access to images of birth like we have today. And mobile phones, you know, they were things that you used to actually call somebody or, you know, text them, which took me like a million years. Actually thinking I'm not even sure if I had a mobile phone 16 years ago. (laughs) I'll have to look that one up. Anyway, the only points of reference I had of birth was what I found in the odd magazine. And the pictures in those magazines didn't actually show me anything real or raw about birth. In fact, it was very sugar-coated and very, very clean looking. So from memory, all I can remember seeing in these magazines actually were the moments just after birth. Um, So there were no labor and there certainly wasn't any images of babies coming out of vaginas or anything like that. Another resource that I kind of found was a few random TV shows that were airing at the time. Didn't really inspire me very much either, really. Actually, some of the TV shows um, made my worries about birthing worse. They made me a little bit more fearful about what was going to happen and what that experience was going to feel like for me. And then the last kind of option was to go to the library and to get a bunch of books. At the time... 16 years ago I didn't know anybody else apart from my mother who had given birth either so the only kind of actual hearing a birth story came from my mum. Uh, That will be an episode I'm sure for um, 
for another time. So it's very fair to say that resources showing birth and how to prepare for birth were pretty limited, very limited, I would say. At that time as well, I didn't know anybody else who was expecting a baby. So I wasn't having conversations with other women. Um, I just moved back home. And so I did heavily rely on these magazines and books and TV shows to give me a glimpse and an idea of, of what giving birth was going to be like. And from those kind of magazines and in particular the TV shows, in my mind's eye then what I thought giving birth was like was that kind of very um, engraved image we have in our head when we think of childbirth and it's, it's the one many of us have I think where there's a woman on her back and she's hooked up to a bunch of machines and she's screaming and she's swearing and she's sweating and she's in absolute agony you know the one I mean it's it's that image of birth that's shown all the time within the film and tv industry you know my teenage son he came home from school ages ago now because we've been in lockdown and everything and he was fairly traumatised by a video he'd seen in school of a woman giving birth. You know, this is kind of, kind of begs the question, isn't it? Why on earth are we still showing outdated videos of women giving birth like this in school? Particularly now that we've got access to so many like positive images of birth and, and videos of women giving birth. Why are they still showing these 70s videos? I've no idea. Maybe that's another episode right there. Anyway... So thankfully things have moved on and now we have amazing platforms like Instagram and Pinterest where we can view real images of birth and I'm really thankful to all the women that agree to share their images because you are just the bee's knees. You can also you know type in birth photography into Google and a whole host of websites will just pop up for you. And if you go to like the image section of Google, a bunch of beautiful birth images will just pop up as well. And it's for this reason that I believe birth photography is such an incredible, valuable tool and a great asset for you to use to put your birth plans together and to get some ideas around how you want to give birth. And the best part is, it's absolutely free. It doesn't cost you anything, nothing, zero, to look at birth images. I am, in fact, going to give you a couple of Instagram accounts at the end of this episode that you can go and check out straight away. And they'll just be quick links, so it will take you straight to their accounts. So, reining it back in, because I think I went on a tangent there. How can looking at birth help you and your partner? So let's start with labour and birth positions. By looking at women labouring and birthing, you will notice that majority of these women are getting into a variety of positions and some of these positions might appeal to you. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the main position that we often see is a woman on her back. Thankfully, the more birth imagery that there is coming out into the world now, this is an image that we are beginning to see less of. And I have photographed a few births where the women have birthed on their back and I just want to say that, you know, I'm not opposed to women labouring or birthing on their backs. If that's working for them, go for it. What I am opposed to is them being told that it's the only position that they can get into to labour and birth. You know, freedom of movement, you need it in birth. 
if when you're laboring or giving birth and you find yourself on your back and it's working for you and it's comfortable for you and you're listening to your body and it's telling you to do that, go with it. One of the main things that you might notice, as I just said, is freedom of movement. When you have the freedom to move, you can really tune in and listen to what your body is trying to get you into a position that feels right. So here are some positions you might want to try. You can try these when you're laboring and birthing. So standing, great, you've got gravity on your side. Squatting, you can you know, sit and lie on your side. You can go on all fours. You can lean on a bed or lean over a chair. Gripping and holding onto partners for support, that's a great way to, to get through labor. I photographed many women actually hanging onto door frames, which makes a beautiful photograph. Um, or dancing, you know, just jiggling around, moving your hips. Um, you might want to think about using a birth pool or having a shower or having a bath. A lot of the women that I've worked with, you know, water is a great form of pain relief. So they use that a lot. You know, if it's warm outside, you might want to go and get some fresh air. The key to it is to do what feels right and to just listen to your body. But you need freedom to do that. So just by looking at where and how other women are laboring and birthing, using images will give you lots and lots of ideas. And like I said, I encourage partners to look at these images with you because when you're in the throes of labor, your partner can then encourage you to maybe get into a certain position that they've seen in a photograph that might be beneficial for you. Feels like it might trigger some an image that they've seen. And this position then might be might be great, it might work for you. So looking at images of birth, you'll also be able to see what kind of pain relief methods are being used in the photographs, you know. Um, these could be both natural pain relief methods and they could be medical pain relief methods. You know, we've got images out there of women just using gas and air and there are images out there of women having epidurals. So, you know, just Google whatever you like and I'm guaranteed that you will find an image. So based on the births that I photographed and a lot of the images that I viewed, here are some things that you could then incorporate into your birth plan. So I don't know if you're anywhere where you could grab a pen, uh, but if you can grab one, it might be handy to just like scribble a few notes down. So maybe in an image you've seen a woman reaching down to feel the head as the baby's crowning. So this might be something that you want to do. So you can put that down in your birth plan. You might have seen some women using a mirror to look at the baby's head emerging. I have photographed this many, many times and it's it's something I love actually. It's a favourite image of mine. The, just the reaction in the faces of them being able to see what their body's doing is amazing. So, you know, if that's something that you think you might like to try, then you need to think about putting, getting a small mirror and putting that on your list of the items to get for birth. Maybe you've seen images of women just kind of reaching down um, to kind of catch their baby as well. These are really beautiful images. Maybe you want your hands to be the first one on your baby. Delaying cutting the cord until it's turned white and stopped pulsing. This is highly recommended and there is a great website for you to check out and it's called Wait for White. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes for you. 
It's a fantastic resource that really outlines the massive benefits of delaying cutting the cord. By looking at all these images, then you're going to start to make a list of all the things that resonate with you and your partner that you're going to put on your birth plan. You know, another thing you might have seen in the images is babies covered in vernix. It's, it's the white stuff that babies are covered in, um, which I absolutely love. And you might decide that you want to keep the vernix on the baby. It's good for their skin. Therefore, on your birth plan, you're going to say, I don't want the baby cleaned. Maybe you want your partner to get in the pool with you and to catch the baby. <laughs> I photographed dads, cats and their babes and it is very, very magical. If you're planning a belly birth, I like to call caesarean births belly births. You can absolutely make plans based on images that you've seen, such as, here's a couple that you could think about. Maybe you want to consider having the drapes down so you can see what's going on. I've seen images where the drapes are transparent. Is this an option for you? Does your hospital have transparent drapes available? It might be worth asking your midwives. It could be possible. Maybe despite being in theatre, you, you still want immediate skin to skin. Maybe you want to keep your babe connected to your placenta as well. There are so many things to think about. And it's only when we look at how other women are birthing can we really start to plan and shape the way that we would like to birth and the things that we would like to add. I also briefly want to cover looking at images of immediate postpartum, you know, that first hour after birth, the afterglow, if you like. You know, how, how do you want that to go? Do you want a bit of quiet time? Does your partner want skin to skim? What's your first feed going to look like, breast or bottle? The delivery of your placenta, you know, what will you do with your placenta? Are you going to look at it? Are you going to take it home? Have a little think. See what other women have done with theirs feel like I should mention that viewing images, not images, sorry, viewing videos, I say images so many times, viewing videos of women giving birth is also a fabulous resource. There are some absolutely incredible ones out there. They are so empower, empowering, informative and super useful. So I recommend you kind of go out and try and source a few videos out there as well. I think I tend to refer a lot to birth imagery because I'm a photographer and I think that our brain processes an image better than it does video. You know, video happens very quickly because it's happening in real time and sometimes then, you know, our eye can often miss things, little details. But when you have a still image, it just, it feels like you've got all the time in the world to look at it and you can have a good look and see what's going on in the background of an image and what personal belonging somebody might have what does their birth environment look like you know how is it lit up you know fairy lights candles that sort of thing if they've got affirmations up you can read them what drinks do they have around them what food might they be eating i mentioned food because many of the women i photograph uh, eat bananas for example so that's something else to look at so I just think, you know, personally, it's just my opinion <laughs> that we absorb so much more information from an image than we do from a video because we look at it for longer. I know you can pause video, but I hope, I hope you get what I'm getting at. So basically, look at as many birth images as you possibly can with your partner 
and put together all the things from each of the images that you viewed that you like. Things that you want to include and things that you don't want to include because uh, that's important too. And just kind of note what feels right. There are many, many things to consider, far more than I've kind of mentioned here today, but I hope this has been useful and a, a starting point for you. Now, the best place I can re recommend viewing images of birth is, of course, Instagram, the wonder of Instagram. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be able to view my work. I'm South Wales underscore birth photographer. And I also wanted to give you three accounts uh, that I highly recommend following for a kind of like outstanding real raw images of birth by a multitude of, of fantastic birth photographers that there are out in the world uh, globally. <laughs> so these are one is at birth becomes you. The other is at gather birth. And the last one is at Eva Rose. I'm going to put links to these in the show notes so that you can click and just follow them instantly. Right, I think that has brought me to the end of this episode. I hope it's been useful. I really hope it's been useful. <laughs> uh, in the show notes, I'm going to add a link as well to a really useful ebook that I did called Birth in Pictures and it basically shows example of some of the things I've talked about on the show today. So you'll see images of women labouring in different positions, birthing in different positions, there's you know what postpartum can look like and there's a few tips in there as well. It's only about 13, 13 or 14 pages long and lots of people, I've had lots of good feedback from it from people who said it was a great resource for them um, when they were expecting and preparing for birth. That is all from me today. I want to say thank you so, so much for tuning in. Having you here and listening to me just means a great deal. You have no idea. This podcast is something I have been wanting to put into the world for such a long time. And I'm really excited to put all my energy this year into the podcast and to share all the things and topics that I'm going to talk about this year. There's there's a lot of them. <laughs> So I will say cheerio and I will speak to you really soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you have a second, I'd really appreciate you leaving a quick review so that others can find the podcast. And if you want to make a real human connection with me, I would love that. All the info you need is in the show notes. Until next time, take care.